continue our study of victory in the everyday things of life that will defeat us. We're talking about overcoming emotional living, victory over our emotions. We're talking about the, the fact that first come the facts that Christ is Lord and Savior, second comes the faith in him, and third comes the feelings. Now, for example, here's an illustration I've heard. Is, is in the illustration of the house. The foundation of the house is that upon which the house sits. And then there's the house, and then above the house and around the house is the weather. Now, the foundation is secure. The house is on the foundation. It's not on the weather. The weather changes every day. And so you can't depend on the weather to determine about the house. You have to depend on the foundation. So it is with us as a believer. Our foundation is what God says and who Christ is. And so our trust is in him. Many people have trouble trusting God when, when, they don't, when they see that there's something about their life that they still, they come after they become believers, they still see some things that, they aren't, that aren't right. Well, God continually shows us things after we become a Christian, and we just have to get those taken care of. And, and there's also the matter of feelings when we get into decision-making and guidance. Uh, those are, are very difficult at times to figure out you know, what does God want me to do? What's his will in this? What's his purpose? Uh, for example, you may have an impression or even a dream or a feeling that you should do something. Maybe you have a feeling you ought to be a missionary in Africa. But before you start packing, you should consider, am I qualified by training, experience, and interest, and have opportunities opened up for me to do something like this? Is God really leading, or is this just some impulse that I had? John Wesley wrote way back in the 19th century, do not hastily ascribe things to God. Do not easily suppose dreams, voices, impressions, visions, or revelations are always from God. They may be from him. They may be from the devil. Therefore, believe not every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they be from God. We need to be very careful when it comes to what we feel and the impressions that we have. James Dobson says, that he had an impression one day that someone in his family was going to die within 12 months. And he said this was a very, very difficult kind of premonition. He was alarmed by it. But he said one month passed, then three, then 12, and nobody died. And he realized this was not from God. A 30-year-old wife and mother, when she was 16, went to church, and during the sermon, she had an impression which she thought was from God to her heart, that she said, Jeannie, I want you to die so that others would come to me. She was absolutely terrified and was expecting to die. For nearly 30, for nearly 20 years, she had awaited the execution of this divine sentence, still wondering when the final moment would arrive. She lived in total frustration. But that was not from God. That was from the devil. And she found that out eventually and had peace. And those are just a few examples of the destructive power of wrong emotions. I heard about a college student who was a fine Christian, and he was awakened in the middle of the night by a dream with a strong impression that he should marry a certain young lady that only dated once or twice and hardly knew each other, yet it seemed like God assured that this is the one. The next morning he called the girl, told her of his midnight encounter. The girl felt so no such impulse but didn't want to oppose so definite a message from God for she was a strong believer. They were married shortly thereafter and had suffered through the agony of a totally unsuccessful and stormy marriage. That was not from God. God doesn't work that way. And we have to be careful that we're not following some impulse or some impression. That's when emotions can destroy us and can defeat us. 
So I want to constantly have you think about this, and he wants us to have victory. How can we have it? And first of all, we're told in Fort John, 1 John 4, 1, not to believe every spirit, but to test the spirits to see whether they are of God. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 21, we're told to examine everything carefully. And I want us to realize that's especially true with our emotions. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen that the devil comes to us as an angel of light, which means he counterfeits the work of the Holy Spirit. This is why he is described in such evil terms in the Bible, leaving little room or doubt as to his motives or nature. He's always considered as wicked, as a murderer, a dragon, a liar, a thief, an old serpent, the wicked one, the prince of devils, and more than 20 other names which describe his malicious evil nature. So we need to test our feelings and emotions. How do we do that? First of all, is it scriptural? Is what we are feeling or what our emotions seem to be telling us in accordance with God's word? See, anything that we feel is the right thing, if it's not in if it's not right in Scripture, if God says it's wrong, it's wrong. The young couple that has sex before marriage said they had God's approval, but they didn't because God's not going to give his approval for sex before marriage because it's against his plan. It can distort and disturb and constantly hinder the marriage. So God's calling us to follow not what we feel but what is right. The second test we ask ourselves, is it right? Impressions and feelings which are from God are always right. They may be contrary to our feelings, our prejudice, our natural inclinations, but they're always right, and they will stand the test. I heard about a woman, a mother, who felt called to leave her family and enter full-time evangelistic work. She had four children at home. On a very short notice, she abandoned the children who needed her so badly and left them in the care of their father, who worked six or seven days a week. The consequences, obviously, were going to be devastating, and they were. There was no one at home to love and guide and care for the children. You see, the children... Uh, had had the results of a person who made a decision that was not right with God. The Lord may have called her to be an evangelist, but to her family, not to the outside world, and leave her family and forsake her family. Millions of our impressions will fade away if we just say, is this right? I think there's another question we might ask. Is it reasonable? I don't mean by human standards, but I mean by God's standards. And is this reasonable? Is this something that God would reasonably ask me to do, would reasonably lead me to know or do or follow? And if it doesn't seem reasonable to us from God's point of view, probably isn't. One of the things I have found, if you doubt, don't. Or in other words, if you have lots of doubts, don't do it. If you're praying about what you're supposed to do in the matter of a decision and you just you have so many doubts, then don't step out into those doubts until you get them settled and know what God wants you to do. Because if you do, you probably make a wrong decision. Second, I would say live by faith and not by feelings. We've talked about this a lot already, but it's so important that we trust him. Charles Solomon has had a lot of Christians suffer from the malady of spiritual, what he calls vertigo. He said the name is derived from a condition which pilots sometimes encounter in which their senses tell them that their aircraft is in a totally different attitude from that indicated by their instruments. They've been accustomed to flying by sight and by feel, and when they, which they call flying by the seat of their pants, and sometimes they feel like when they have the instruments that the instruments aren't correct. So they have to make a choice. Are they going to follow the instruments or are they going to follow their feelings? And if they follow their feelings, they will probably crash. Now, that's what happened to young John Kennedy 
in his airplane. He thought he was flying straight, but he was flying down, and he flew right into the ocean, killed himself, his wife, and her sister. It was tragic because, see, what happens, we can't depend on our wisdom. We have to depend on God's. We're going to talk more about that next time. God bless you. I hope you have a great day.